when the door opens, I'm going to kick it and I'm going to walk right through it with boss lady right on my chest and just do what needs to be done. You're listening to the Start Right Now podcast, and I'm your host, Chloe McKenzie. I'm excited to help you get off the sidelines and finally step into your calling. So let's get started right now. Welcome back to another episode of the Start Right Now podcast. Today, I am talking to an incredible woman. She is a mom. She is a wife. She is a visionary. She's a new friend. Her name is Marina Phillips, and she is the founder and owner of Baby Station. You're going to hear all about what her business is and the incident, very funny incident that sparked the idea for her company. But today, I'm excited for you because we're having a real conversation about what it's like trying to grow your empire while you're also working a nine to five, while you're also the visionary of this business, while you're also the visionary of running your family and, you know, wearing so many different roles and hats in your life. There's a lot we're going to dig into today. So welcome to the show, Miss Marina Phillips. Thank you, Chloe. Yay. And thank you very much for, you know, adjusting your schedule to my schedule and making it work that we got to be able to be here to talk. So thank you very much. I'm really, really excited. Of course, we're both busy mamas, business owners, (laughs) working. We know how it is. We're juggle is kind of probably a mom's middle name, I would say, right? Exactly. Exactly. All day, every day. So I had to laugh picturing myself in a situation that you were in uh, as your business idea came together, you know, pre-COVID times when we were actually out on the town and I, I would have my little babies in tow, but I totally see myself in your story. And I would love for you to, to start this episode just talking about how did Baby Station come together and what exactly do uh, you do? Okay, so I will qualify this by saying that um, my hubby loves babies. He loves children. And, you know, when we got together, he's like, I want you to have a baby. And I was like, okay, but I'm corporate Canada. So for me, it was that I'm going to have this child, but understand I'm also going back to work and I'm going to be that corporate Marina that you met and grew to love. So one thing, though, that even with me being corporate Marina, I am very much a little bit of a granola tree hugger when it comes to breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. And um, we did a little bit of cloth diapering, but it was mostly the breastfeeding was something that was very important to me. And I always say, you know, you have to respect all women's choices. And, you know, if, no matter what decision you make, the goal is to make sure that you are healthy and happy and that your child is healthy and happy. So my choice was to breastfeed and I was very fortunate. My son, like day one, he latched onto the boob and he didn't want to let go. And so I nursed him for quite a, quite a long time. <laughs> um, one day we were out um, at a park or uh, sorry, at an event and um, just outside. And, you know, I nursed him and I noticed that it was a hot day and most moms are trying to cover themselves up as they're trying to feed. I'm thinking, I'm suffocating this child. I don't care if anybody sees my boob. It's a boob. I'm feeding my kid. I didn't want to, you know, cover him up. And I thought, this is really interesting. Wouldn't it be kind of nice to have like a comfortable place for moms to be able to nurse or even bottle feed outside of the sun, outside of um, the rain, outside of prying eyes, right? Mm -hmm. So then after I fed him, my hubby had to change him. So you do a diaper change and hubby, he's an expert because I said to him as a dude, I'm responsible for baby, uh, for breastfeeding. You're responsible for changing diapers. He's like, I've never done it before. I go, well, you know what? So what? You're going to learn. 
So he changed our son's diaper. And if your mom listening to this, and as you yourself know, Chloe, you bring out maybe, maybe you bring out four diapers when you're out because you're like, we're going to be out for a certain period of time. We're going to be good. So he changed my son's diaper. And all of a sudden you hear a noise. Okay, cool. My son had a bit of a, you know, bit of a blowout, but it's okay. We got diapers. Well, he decided that guess what? He wasn't done. And he blew the blowout of all blowouts and we used all of our diapers. It was one of those situations where I was like, okay, dude, wipe them up, wipe them clean. Let's pray that there's going to be no more accidents, put on his clothes and we're going to rush home. And from that moment, I realized there was nobody there in the park that we could say, hey, do you have a diaper we can borrow? Um, There was no store that was nearby that we could just run to and say, okay, you know, can I buy two diapers, three diapers? So from that moment, I said to my hubby, I said, you know what? Not only would it be nice to have a safe space for moms to be able to nurse or to feed their kids, but wouldn't it be nice that they could change their diapers, moms or dads, change the diapers as well, in a nice tented, you know, area. And then, oh my goodness, give out free wipes and free diapers because guess what? As parents, when you're out and you run out, you're screwed. Totally screwed. Right? And so my hubby looked at me and I'm very, very blessed that he doesn't think all of my ideas are crazy. Nine times out of 10, they are, but he's a creative. So he's just like, okay, I see it. And we started kind of talking a little bit about it. My man went home, drew me a logo. um, And after, you know, I said, you know, I'd like to call it baby station, but the word baby, B-A-B-Y was already taken. So I went the French way because I'm bilingual. And Bebe Station was created. And it's so funny that when you become a parent, all of a sudden you see how the world isn't designed for us. When you think about there's not enough space to put a stroller, you know what I mean? How many times have we seen moms and dads struggling with with strollers on sidewalks, going upstairs? You know, it's ridiculous how we don't cater to parents. But as I've been doing this business, what I notice is that as parents, We are not given the respect that is due for birthing humans, first of all, and for being able to take care, not just of them, but of ourselves as well. Mm -hmm. But where's that respect for the mother or the father that woke up and said, today, I choose to take my child out. And I would love to have the support of society the buildings that I go into, the buses, the cars, the, the, the establishments to appreciate the fact that I am still me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You the human. Baby Station for me was just kind of the start of honoring mothers. And I'm going to say, I always do try and qualify and say mothers, fathers, parents, but let me be specific. Honoring mothers who have by any means given birth or have um, adopted or have children in their care, babies and toddlers and children in their care. That is my goal. So that when they come to my lounge, my goal is to make sure that they feel special and special just meaning like, girl, you look good today. Yes, your baby is cute. That's fine. That's irrelevant. It's like, thanks for coming out. And thank you for actually coming into my lounge and sitting here for making the choice to come here as your safe space. Thank you very much for coming and telling other people about it, tweeting, you know, Instagramming, Facebooking, whatever the case is. Thank you for being you. And you'd be surprised, Chloe, how many moms I've had that have actually cried. From the blowout to where I am today, my goal has been accomplished. 
yucky start, but here we are now, you know, having a full-fledged lounge where we can assist moms and parents. So many things about this that I love. The word that you use, and I, I see it all across your materials, honoring mothers. And I think that's such an important thing as mothers, as parents, I'll lump the, the, the dads and other caregivers in there. Once you have a child, so many of the things that you think about in terms of what you're able to do or what you're willing to put in your schedule becomes like totally written off as like, actually, that's totally inconvenient for a stroller. How am I going to nurse if I'm outside at this festival? I'd love to do that, but baby's got a nap. Where am I going to change? So much of the way that you schedule your day yes. revolves around the child. So knowing that you are really thinking about not only how to, yes, support the child, but how can you support the mother in still being able to experience what she wants to experience, go where she needs to go, right. enjoy herself right. without having to compromise on on providing for her little one. So exactly. amazing. Thank you. Thank you. So you were among the everyone, the whole world uh, in 2020 that we're planning for, you know, life outside to be able to explore, to be able to have some fun, to be able to operate your business and everything shut down. I know you were working on a ton of different ways. You were thinking about pivoting, even from franchising, from, you know, vending machines. How is life looking now? And how has it been just coping with this on off lockdown, not lockdown, you know, your business model is just having to be adaptable to anything that's happening right now. Um, my plan was for 2020 was to start the franchise process because I am one woman and I'm very, very fortunate that my hubby has been here helping me. My son gives out flyers and he'll, you know, when he sees parents, he's like, mama, they have a baby. They should come to the lounge. And my goal was to franchise, uh, to be able to have other people service parts of Ontario and across Canada. And of course, COVID not only just came, but it slapped us in the face and it slapped anybody that was in the event and festival space hard. And I, I wasn't sure. I mean, we weren't sure if it was just going to be a one month thing or where it was going to go. And then two twos, it became a whole year. Now I had had um, vending machines, so baby station vending machines, which again, I want, I'm going to put them in the malls because when you go out as a parent, if you run out of diapers, you got to go into Dollarama, got to go into Walmart, got to go into the store and you're buying a lot. So I had it that um, I was going to be able to provide, you know, two or three diapers that were nicely wrapped hand uh, hand cream, skin cream, hand sanitizer, skin, uh, sunscreen, just products that moms, dads would need if they're just running out and they need it for their kids. So franchising had to be put on pause. The actual lounges put on pause then went to the vending machine as a pivot. And then right when I was going to sign the dotted line to get them into the malls, we shut down. And so with the shutdown, that meant that the malls weren't open. And if the malls aren't open, there's no need for vending machines. So everything, my entire business stopped and I had to do a hard, made a hard decision to say, you know what, what am I going to do? Because I could be depressed about it and say, oh, my business is done. Maybe I should just pack it all up. But I'm like, no, there's a need for it. So what I did is I kind of put myself in a position to prepare for when we are going to be able to do things. So I learned a lot more about the franchise process. I got my franchise manual organized, um, you know, the little steps to make sure that when it is time 
to sell um, franchises and to be able to engage with franchisees, I'm ready. Um, in terms of the vending machine, I'm buying a kick-ass machine. Sorry, I said the word ass. A really cool machine that um, when people see it, they'll be like, whoa. And I've got a couple of plans with the whole baby station vending machine business model that my goal is to do something um, late fall. So for the holiday season in the malls, just trying to work on that. A um, couple of other ideas too. Um, there's a lot of movie sets in the city and productions. So I want to be able to provide a baby station lounge because a lot of the movies and TV shows that are filmed here, they have children, they have parents. So why not have lounges there? Um, and then just, just trying to get it done. I guess that that's what, that's what I'm trying to say, just getting it done, but being ready because I, I, there's a feeling in my gut that when things happen for me, they will happen quickly and I need to be ready. So my mindset right now is all systems go. When the door opens, I'm going to kick it and I'm going to walk right through it with boss lady right on my chest and just do what needs to be done. I hope you give yourself credit. You glossed over that so quickly in terms of something that could have easily crushed somebody to quit and abandon their path altogether. Yeah, you know, COVID and I was delayed and funders moved out and things fell through. And, you know, here are the next five ideas that I've put together. And I think that really speaks to how much of a visionary that you are, you actually have that as a skill to be, you know, visionary mm -hmm. as a business owner is a skill, but mm -hmm. how do you develop that? How do you hold tight to a vision when you don't know exactly how things are going to play out? Um, you know, you say it's a gut feeling. It's almost like a, a confidence though, like a, to some degree, uh, based on I, what you've built, right? I think it's a bit of that, but it's also, I'm, I'm so solutions oriented and it's interesting. I think a lot of moms are. So Let's go backwards. As a mom, you if you have one, two, three, ten children, you have to figure out, okay, this one likes this, this one likes this, and how am I going to make all this work? And if we're going to be going out, how are we going to... It's always like, how do I find a solution? How do I find a solution without drowning in the decisions that we have to make, right? Mm. For me, I don't like anybody telling me I can't do something because then it becomes my personal mission to make sure I can do it. So... I sat down and I was real with myself and I said, you know what, Mina, you're supposed to be rich, not even wealthy, just rich. I said, what's stopping you? What is actually stopping you? And I, and I soul searched and I know what did stop me. Some of it is fear or, um, I don't want to do this because then people may say that I'm fat. And then after a while, I was like, you know what, bump that, eh? Because guess what? One thing that we cannot buy more of is time. Once time is gone, it's gone. So my day started early today. I can't get back the time that I've lost. So my goal when I started Baby Station, every other idea that I've had is that let me work it out. Let, let me make it work until it can't work anymore. And what is my end goal? Because I do sometimes get bored. Like I get into it and I'm ready to do the next thing. Cause I'm like, okay, did it next. But because for this project, for Baby Station, I've made a, conscious plan for it the pivot just happened naturally i was like okay can't do that well guess what covid's not going to last forever so let me go on to the next thing and a no doesn't mean that i can never do anything it just means not right now and i think crazy i whiteboard everything so i make it that what do i need to do to make something happen all the crazy ideas are going to come out everything comes out 
and whatever is going to work, what I can do automatically, what I can maybe say I can do it in a month, in a year, I will make it happen. And yeah, part of it is a confidence level. Um, I'm at an age as well where um, I always say to people, if you're young and I'm saying, if you're 20, if you're listening to this and you're 20, do whatever you want to do. Do it with the enthusiasm of somebody that has not a care in the world except for being great. Uh, and I'm going to take it a step further is that I feel that as um, now that I'm a mom, I became a mom a little bit later than a lot of people. So I have no regrets about my past. I did my traveling. I did my schooling. I did my partying. I did my dumb decisions, my smart decisions, the lose money, make money, all that stuff. So for me, it's that now I have the time and I'm carving it out to be successful. I'm going to be successful. I am successful. I'm going to be rich. I've got to do everything in my power to get there. And if baby station is part of that journey, let's go all in. The only thing that can happen is I can fail. And even if I fail, I still try. And there is nothing wrong with failing. And I think people need to get that out of their head. Failing is not a bad thing. Failing just means you learned which direction to go in and you go in the other direction and do it better. That's it. I think it's so interesting just to keep rolling on this because being solutions oriented for you uh, and for other people, you might have this perception of, okay, I need to fix this even where places I see it's not quite working. It's, you know, doesn't quite fit together. I have to fix it. I have to fix it. And people can end up chasing or trying to put the pieces together of something forever and never quite see it come to fruition. One of the things that I found really interesting and we had a, a conversation earlier was that as much as you are pouring and uh, you know looking always for ideas right now of how Bebe Station is gonna come to be, you know that this is not something that you're going to be sitting with forever. You're actually building it with the end in mind and you're building it on a little bit of a, of a time crunch. I would love for you to share a little bit more about that. Oh yeah, so- I, I, I've seen it happen um, to a, a lot of business owners because I think there's a difference between business owners, entrepreneurs, and hobbyists, right? So I think a lot of people, they hold on to their idea and they hold on to it. And as you said, they try and perfect something that doesn't necessarily need to be perfected. It just needs to be worked. It just needs to be done. And I have big ideas in my head. Baby station came to fruition because I became a new mother and I saw a gap in that new mom role that needed to be filled to help and honor parents, right? But my kid's eight. He's going to be a teenager soon. And I'm not saying I don't love the idea of doing baby station. That's why I want to franchise it so other moms can actually buy a franchise and other women can do it. But for me, I'm like, I have a three to five year plan. I'm actually hoping three, to be quite honest with you, three years, my goal is to get a franchise get it to the point where um, I want it to be. And then I'm going to sell it without regret because I know that there's somebody else that can take this idea, this model and do it even better. I'm not married to it that I'm going to lose my mind and say, well, I'm going to keep on doing this for 10 years and maybe somebody will bite. Because I said to myself, if at three years, I don't sell it, it, it isn't sellable. It didn't scale. Something went wrong. I say, this was the best time of my life doing this and I'll shut it down. Keep moving on to the next idea. That's it. And I find again, that there's people that have, I I say to people all the time, is it a hobby or is it a business? If it's a hobby, you stay as a sole proprietor. You don't collect HST. 
you're charging a little $10, $20, and that's fine. No disrespect. I salute you. Do it the best you can. But if you say, I want to run a business, well, then you've got to be able to take the time to say, okay, should I be incorporated or should I register this business as just, you know, a, a business? Should I have an HST number? You know, do I have to file, do I need to have an accountant so I can file taxes? What can I do? Like, you have to start thinking. And, you know, where, do, where can I find grants? Where can I find loans? You know, can I do this? And what's my goal? What is my end goal? Do I have a business plan? Because a lot of us start businesses because we're good at something. And then we're good at something and we make money from that good at something. But then as soon as we have to make the hard and fast decision to spend money to do something that will take the business to hobby, to a business, to a sustainable business, we get scared. Think of it as a business. And there's also the difference between those who are business owners and entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs, I mean, they're not married to stuff. They do it. And their goal is to sell it and go on to the next idea that's percolating in their head. But you know what I mean? They're not sitting on something for so long and not seeing a result that's going to take them to the next level. And I think it's very, very important for people to have that distinction in their head. Again, for me, I've got a plan. I've got three more, three, about three more years to do this business right um, and hopefully sell it. I will sell it. Let me manifest positivity. And that's it. And if it doesn't work, I tried it. I did the best I can. And I move on. Because it's also a, a faith in that wherever you are in your life, you're taking with you the skills. You're taking with right. you the entrepreneurial mindset. So you can trust that, you know, as your son enters teenage years, there's probably something else that will spark your curiosity and spark uh, the opportunity for you to create a solution, right? Oh, absolutely. Right. Not everybody's supposed to be an entrepreneur. Not everybody's supposed to be a business owner. Some people are just supposed to work in a business or work for other people, get paid really well, do what they got to do. And that's fine. There is nothing wrong with that. But if your spirit calls to you to be that person that wants to be a boss and wants to run things, want to have solutions, want to make your ideas come to fruition, then you got to find that, that fire and you got to fuel it and just do like just no holds barred. Just do it. What advice can you give to somebody who's listening to this? They want to be a boss. They want to step up and maybe they find themselves thinking about, but I'm working this job right now, but I've got a family to manage, but I want to be there for my partner. The same buts that you and I both also can have on our ends. Um, what advice can you give for finding the, I'm not going to say way to balance it all because that's not a real thing, but how do we make the pieces fit? Um, what advice would you give to them? My first piece of state, my first statement is I have no life work balance. I don't believe in it because it never works for me. I can only focus on doing something as best as I can focus on it. So when I'm, um, when I'm mom, I'm mom. When I'm wife, I'm wife. When I'm day job person, I'm day job person. When it's time to do baby station, I'm all in. And I had to do that because I realized that some things were slipping when I was trying to do too much, like, look, we can multitask, right? And that's great. Problem is something always suffers. And so my advice, going back to the question is, my advice is don't feel guilty. Ask yourself, what is it that I'm trying to do, right? What am I trying to do? So let's say, for instance, somebody says, I am trying to become a real estate mogul. Cool. Real estate mogul, you're behind off. If it means that you give up watching TV to make sure that you can study for whatever courses you have to do, then you do it. I personally find works and what advice I would give to people is don't shut your family out. 
let them be part of it. Just because you think that, oh my goodness, and I'll use you too as an example, Chloe, just because you have children, your kids could run into the room at any point. You don't even make it embarrassed. You just make it part of your brand, make it part of your business. You know, my son, his face is on, you know, my, my vending machines when his baby face is on that. Everything I do has some, some part of him. He will tell you to your face. I was the inspiration for this business. And I'm like, okay, sir. So I would say to people, make sure your family is included. Now they may not always support. And I understand that as well, but children love to be part of what their parents are doing. Right. So if you can, if you can include your family in what your goal is and what your business is, it makes it a little bit easier. So now instead of them saying, well, you never spend time with me, well, they're right there sitting with you or they're right on road with you selling or doing whatever the case is. And you don't have to feel quote unquote guilty that you're not with them. You know what I mean? And then I also think you have to carve out time for yourself. Now, a lot of times as women, we will carve that time out when the kids are sleeping and, you know, two o'clock in the morning, you're trying to find your way and your vision. Sometimes I'm like, you know what? Sometimes you just need to do it at seven o'clock in the evening and let your part, if you have a partner, let your partner deal with the children. Children, children don't starve, eh? Children don't starve. They really don't. They, they, they really don't. They really don't. Um, and if you are somebody that's single and doesn't have a partner or somebody that can assist you, then you know what? Have your kid in hand and just do what you need to do. Like, don't feel guilty about it. Just get it done. And after you do, even if it's 15 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour, say, good job. I'll tackle the rest tomorrow. And another thing I've come to realize more and more, knew it already, but more and more is that whoever you have around you, your circle makes a big difference. If you have Debbie Downers around you, you need to get rid of them. I don't care if they're your Bati and Brief from back in the day and, you know, we grew Okay, cool. But if they're not going to support the hustle and, and the, the decisions you're making as a business, oh, that's too expensive. Nobody's going to pay for that. Girl, I wouldn't pay for that. Then you don't need them in your life. You need people that'll be like, look, this is a great idea. I'm going to help support you. I'm going to help promote you. Or you know what? It's a good idea, but maybe you might want to think of this, that, the other, because I read an article that said that da, da, da. those are the people that you need. Because my circle will tell me what I'm just like, my hubby will be like, no just no. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Or my circle would say, it's a good idea. You might want to go left as opposed to right. And I will listen because they have my best interest at heart. Cause I told them my goal. This is my goal. I want to sell my business. And above all for women listening to this, I, I can't speak on men. I'll speak on women. You were yourself before you became a wife, girlfriend, common law, mother, you know, auntie, whatever you were you first. So take care of you because if you don't take care of you, it doesn't matter how good of an idea you have. It doesn't even matter how much money you make. You're not going to be alive enough to enjoy it. So if you don't take care of you and it's one of those funny things that we hear it and everybody's like, yes, you have to self-care and do this. But we're always like, but everybody needs me. Everybody will always need you, but you need you first. I said to my son, I said, baby, mommy loves you more than anything in the world. But I said, I love me more. And because I love me more, it's easier for me to love you. And he's looking at me like, oh, well, I love you more. I was like, as you should, because I'm your mother. But you know what I mean? It's like, but I, I, I had to 
make sure that my son understood that I have to love me first, because if I can't love me first, I won't put myself first. So if I love me first, I'll take care of me and then everything else will come from me. Geez, you guys are going to have to listen to this back two, three, and four times to be able to catch all of the gems that Marita is sharing with us. So many good things that I'm taking away from this conversation and couldn't agree more just in terms of even the difference it's made for me being able to pour into myself to give me energy to pour back into others and really bringing the family, bringing the kids into the mix unapologetically has been a game changer as well. So thank you for sharing this. Thank you for being somebody who's really standing for mothers, for women, for, you know, people that are really just trying to live into their dreams and goals. Um, even when we've got a lot of other things that we're trying to do and a lot of other things that we also really care about. Definitely. Definitely. Well, you know, what? those other things will never go away. Right. But if you have a passion, you owe it to yourself to really and truly take that passion and just make it bloom and blossom. Where can people support you, connect with you and learn more about Baby Station? So I'm very fortunate. I've got some easy handles. So Baby Station is B-E-B-E Station. So website is uh, www.babystation.com. Instagram, where I like to put a lot of the pictures of what we do um, is at Baby Station. Twitter at Baby Station. Facebook is at baby station CA because somebody took the other one, but that's probably the best way to find. I want to thank you so much for being a guest on the show. And I want to really encourage anyone listening to this, go and connect with Marina, go and connect with baby station, follow along, you know, be looking out, find ways to support her on her journey. But this is also a great opportunity to connect, especially if you're a woman, a mom listening to this, you really resonated with parts of her story and, you know, this is about surrounding yourself with people who get it. So encourage you to, to reach out, connect, become, become new friends like she is for me. So thank you, Marina, for being on the show. Thank you, Chloe. I totally appreciate it. And to everybody listening to your show, listen, keep on listening every time you put up a new episode. This has been really, really great. And thank you very, very much for allowing me to share my story with you and as well as with your listeners. Thank you. 